Where is well, she? Well, she's not here. She's on remote location. She's at the uh, Osher Lifelong Learning Center for a live 90-minute broadcast today. Sherry is on the road. So have a good weekend, Chris, and thank you so much for everything. We're going to join Sherry McCucci and her special guests. Also, our ace engineer, Johnny Kay, her man on the road with her downtown Waterbury at the Osher Lifelong Learning Center. Sherry, we're giving it over to you. Good morning, everybody, and this is a spectacular Friday, gorgeous day. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for Your Palace, Your Place, and today, for those of you who listen to the show, you probably know this, today we're actually broadcasting live from the Yukon Waterbury campus for the Ali Osher Lifelong Learning Institute's open house. And boy, what a morning it is. There's lots of people that are milling about coming to hear about all the exciting programs being offered by Ali this fall semester. And um, there will be people all over the place. And I wanted to invite to be our first guest on our broadcast this morning, um, Fiona DeMerrill, who is the director of the Ali program. Program. And Ali and Yukon and the Palace are all kind of synergistic together, and we've been uh, doing programs together and helping support one another's efforts. So, Fiona, I want to just say thank you to you for being so open to the idea of us doing our show live from your open house this morning. Oh, well, thanks, Sherry. You are welcome, and, and we're thrilled that you could be here. Um, you know, we've always been partners with, with the Palace, with WATR, so this is just another great way of um, just sharing the the energy about all of those different organizations. And, and, you know, that's a great word because both of our endeavors, the Palace Theater in Waterbury, uh, Ali here at UConn, is all about energy no matter what age you are. We have programs uh, at the Palace, certainly for families and uh, people of any age, our entertainment offerings, but also we're partnering with you today because we're going to be talking about a new series we're debuting for those people who may want to uh, be inspired to do something in the second act of their life. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But right now, Fiona, I want to talk about Ollie. I want to hear what's all the exciting things going on and offerings you have. Well, um, we have so much going on at the moment. Um, I'm thrilled that we're doing our open house today. That's just a great way to um, share with people what Ollie really is. And for people who don't know, Ollie is available to anyone, um, 50 or over, um, we, we focus on older adult learning and the whole premise of what we do is about positive aging and the fact that as we keep getting older, it doesn't mean that we have to start stop learning. It doesn't mean that we have to stop changing. So um, we offer two semesters every year. Our full semester is coming up. We start on September 4th. Uh, there's still time to register. There's still time to find out about us. And if anybody is interested, you can come along to UConn Waterbury this morning, or you can call the office at 203-236-9924, and we'll be happy to tell you about all of our courses. We offer everything from academic courses for history or literature to um, fitness to art to ceramics. I mean, we, we try and do it all and offer really fun, affordable experiences for people in Connecticut. Well, and you know what, Fiona, I think you, you hit the nail on the head because um, let's face it, we've heard the term, you know, uh, 50 is the new 30 and um, you know we have so much more uh, to offer and I think we live in a time where that's very acceptable very um, uh, promoted more and more we're hearing about and I know your keynote speaker today is going to talk about disrupted aging. Disrupting aging. aging. Yeah. What does that mean? Well disrupt aging it's an AARP initiative and it really hits all of the things that we're talking about um, it looks at how we see ourselves as we get older it looks at all those stereotypes about aging and we're talking about challenging all of those. I mean, I'm going to be 50 next year and I can't wait to be in my <laughs> 50s. I'm going to be eligible oh, for all and wild ride. <laughs> that's what I hear. But, and I think that's what it's all about. Disrupt aging is talking about let, let's enjoy our age. Let's not be ashamed of how old we are. You know what I found? And yes, I'm past the age of 50. I won't tell you how Woo! much, but, <laughs> but what, what I'm finding in my life is that I'm I'm doing things that I would have never thought 
I could or would do, uh, even in my 20s. I, I recently, and people know about this who know me on Facebook, I um, went pole dancing and learned <gasps> pole dancing. <laughs> and you know what? It was fabulous, fun. Um, it was just like an experience I would not have had. But you, you reach a point in life where you, and it's true, you say, I don't care what everybody else is thinking anymore. I'm not bound by that anymore. And that's so freeing. It is. And I feel the same way. And I see heads nodding around here as well. And that's really what Ollie is about as well. You know, come and try something that you always wanted to do, never thought you'd be able to do and um, I think when you're with a community of like-minded people you just you learn so much outside of the classroom as well and yeah. that's another beautiful part of it but yeah as we get older we get more confident and that's a wonderful thing it is wonderful and it's very important too not to just curl yourself up into a cocoon and, and disengage especially if you're no longer in the work active workforce um, it's very important to stay connected socially and I think you also promote that you have um, and I want to talk about some of your specific classes in a minute but you also have opportunities for people to connect on the social level not only when they come here but you have trips and all kinds of things yeah we, we try and do it all we have um, Ollie volunteers who they run all of these wonderful social activities and I can't claim any credit for those but yeah we have um, a wonderful travel committee we have a book club we have a film club we have people who just get to know each other and then we'll go hiking or do, do things so I think just did just, you just start here. a biking club we we did start a bike club but um, yeah we're, we're still working on, okay. on that idea okay. but okay. Um, but you know we I think the thing is but when, once you're here you get to know people you yeah. have like like interests and um, we've seen some incredible friendships grow that's Ollie. really nice and and the classes actually bubble up from your membership isn't that right some of your members are actually have ideas that they present to your committee oh yes so many of um, our presenters are people who um, maybe they had a career but they always had a passion for something else this is the place where they can try it out and our presenters you don't have to have any teaching experience will support you in all of that if you have an idea for a course that you've always wanted to check or you're an expert on something and you've always wanted to share your knowledge this is the place that you can do it how, how fabulous is that and how fabulous to um, say take a class in I don't know Chinese language for instance you probably have offered That's that a or great will. idea a, we should some, do it. I don't know but you know it, it, there's no um, fear I don't have to worry about a grade I don't have to worry I don't care what I if I look like a fool trying it out or you know so I again that that's the um, gift of being of a certain age I think that you know when you're younger you're so concerned with uh, uh, if I don't succeed at something, mm. if how I look to other people, um, not embarrassing myself. And now it's like, this is for me. I can fully express who I am and take in the information I'm interested in, um, develop friendships uh, mm -hmm. with people who I who might not normally be in my circle of friends or family. That's exactly it. And uh, Nancy, who I know you're going to be in, um, interviewing in a little bit. Um, who I love and adore. Who we love. We love Nancy. Um, Nancy and Linda Gordon have w um, worked with us with Shakespeareans, and they offered a great class last semester, which I hope we're going to do again, um, called Page to Stage. And that was really about people writing their experiences of, of life, of living in Waterbury, and then being given the opportunity to perform those. And I think it, for some people, it was uh, a little challenging. You're thinking, I don't know if I want to act, if I want to stand up in front of people. Mm -hmm. But it was a wonderful, enriching experience for everyone involved. So we really hope Nancy comes back. Well, I'm sure she will. Nancy is a delight. We're going to talk to her a little bit later about our second act program. But t tell about some of the diversity of the classes, just as people are listening. And, you know, from A to Z, what are some of I know one that, and I want to talk about this subject a little bit that you have a program, uh, I don't remember the title, but it's to get people moving physically. Yes, yeah, we um, we often get people saying, you know, we, we want yoga, we want some kind of activity. So um, we're working with two fitness instructors this year. They're off 
offering a sample session today and that will be really about fitness regardless of what level you're at regardless of what you you know you're comfortable with they have a program that is just really going to get people up and moving and um, just just feeling good feeling energized well I personally and I've shared this on the program along the way that um, about I would say two and a half years ago now I um, got to a place in my life where it, I was realizing I was not as um, able to do normal things as I had been mm -hmm. and I did not like that and that actually frightened me and I have a personal frame of reference because my mom I saw her decline as that happened in her life and so I thought nope I that is not going to be me and I sought out you know and I have found a wonderful uh, a group of people at peak physical therapy I, I peak peeps hope you're listening <laughs> um, but um, and we do all kinds of um, physical from yoga to Pilates to boot camp and it is so it, it has changed my life it has changed how I view myself um, and it's and I realize that it's the old axiom if you don't use it you lose it is so very true and so you know to stay vital to stay involved in the things you want to stay involved in, to be able to do those everyday tasks that we take for granted when we're you know 30 and 40 you need to keep everything kind of oiled and moving mind and body mind yeah. and body and spirit and I think yeah. you even have some programs that speak to that some somewhat whether it's learning comparative religions or about other you know uh, faith or meditation we have, yeah we have meditation um, we have um, physical movement and we have uh, some of our other classes one I'm really excited about is some um, it's called Russia Partner or Adversary, which is very timely, and that's oh. going to be an early evening option. That's for pe people like me who work full time, people like you who want to take that. the class. I love that. You can't do it during the day. I have for years since you've been around actually <laughs> said, gosh, I would love to take one of these classes, and I can't because obviously I'm working at the palace. And uh, so when I saw you doing that, I said, what a smart move because there are many people that um, would love to avail themselves and the time it's almost like be proactive and do things ahead you know to keep yourself engaged before even retirement um, I had my best friend she was getting ready to retire a couple of years ago and she was like oh my god what am I gonna do she was so anxious that whole year before I think you have an admirer here Nancy ah. coming up to give you something <laughs> Um, but she was so um, scared about being retired. And this is a, a program, Ollie, to uh, think about, okay, I can do things. I, I'm still working. I can, you know, kind of get test the waters and then afterward and I see that the time is coming that we need to take and I think our engineer Johnny is going to give me the high sign I think we need to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with someone who is dear to my heart dear to the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury Connecticut and has a lot to share so Fiona I wish you great success today at the open house I know you have people coming from over 70 80 towns in Connecticut for your classes. Oh yeah, they come from everywhere. I, and we want more. We I, always I, want more people. That is fantastic. So right here in downtown Waterbury, there's so much happening not only at Ollie here at Yukon Waterbury, but at the Palace Theater, the Mattituck Museum. We've got a lot going on in Waterbury. You need to come and visit us. Stay tuned. We'll be back in about two minutes. And we are back 
here at Yukon Waterbury for the Ali Open House. I'm Sherry Marcucci, the host of your palace, your place. You're listening to us right here on WATR, 1320 AM. And this is an exciting morning for us because we took the show on the road. And we're broadcasting live from the Ali Open House where there's lots of activity, people coming to hear all about the programs that the Osier Lifelong Learning Center, or OLLI, offers. And their uh, semester begins in September. And today, this morning, one of our guests is my own dear friend, Lou Belosi, who is, he, I don't know, I don't have words to describe you, Lou, but Lou, for those of who might not know who he is, Lou is the official palace historian, and he's also our photographer extraordinaire. So if you've seen any of the magnificent photos of the palace on our website, of the venue itself, uh, in, in different publications we put out, those are usually, most often, Lou's work. And so, Lou, I am so happy to welcome you to your Palisher Place this morning. Good morning, Sherry. <clears throat> well, and the reason why we have you here, Lou, of course you know why, but our audience of listeners don't know why, is that Lou also is the creator and facilitator, instructor of a class he's been doing for, I don't know, about 12, 13 years now on the Palace history, and we are doing that in collaboration with Ali uh, again in this semester, and your class is uh, coming up and begins in October, but registration is open for it now, and if you're you know, listening and you, you want more information, you can certainly call up the Palace Theater and you know, register for it, but I want Lou to talk about how you got this started and why. Well, after that introduction, I'm not going to be able to put my hat on anymore. <laughs> uh, Sherry, the, the, we started this class uh, probably 2006, 2007, and basically it uh, it is a story of Mr. Poli, who built the theater back in 1922. Um, the uh, architecture of the theater, uh, the history of the theater, when it was a grand movie house, a vaudeville house, um, who was here at that time. Uh, during the 80s, anybody who was who was here as far as mm -hmm. the rock band goes. And with the, with the uh, course, we do a uh, about a, a two-hour slideshow showing photographs of, of the old theater, uh, Mr. Poli, um, the reconstruction photographs, and a lot of the performers that we've had. Uh, so that's the slideshow. Then I do a very extensive tour of the theater, uh, which I really enjoy doing. Well, and, and, and for those listening when he says extensive he is not kidding this tour there are actually places and i've been with the theater now for going on my 14th year i have not been in and i've been on tours but i have not been on in some of the places that you take people on your in during your class correct there are a wonderful wonderful uh, array of uh, different types of architecture and the history of the theater uh, if you could just sit in a seat and just spend some time looking at the ceiling and uh, you may get a stiff neck but that's okay <laughs> uh, to see the architecture that that's on this theater is absolutely amazing well can now, i interject for a second certainly. because you are so right um, one of the things that we have initiated this past year uh, at the theater is a yoga class, a yoga practice, and um, we we have it up in the mezzanine. So when you're laying on your yoga mat on your back, and you're you know reflecting, and you look up at the spectacular um, uh, painting and and work that's on the ceilings. It is so, it's very meditative actually, but it's beautiful, it's breathtaking. And and you know what, we don't often stop to uh, really take in the full beauty. No, we don't, and it's quite interesting when we get uh, patrons coming in for the first time, they go home with a stiff neck. Uh, they're looking at the ceiling and they're looking at the artwork. You know what I call them? It. Pardon? You know what I call them? What? I call them our virgins, because I know that they're there for the first time. <laughs> 
Now, getting back to the course, uh, we do the slideshow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there are five sessions, five different Fridays, and uh, the second session, they may not be necessarily in order, is, like I said, the extensive tour of the theater that I do, which, which may take up to two hours. And I bring people downstairs into the bowels of the theater, uh, bring them up into the upper area, uh, explain everything to them, show them the dressing rooms and the murals in, in the basement. And, 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 and the benefit of this, of course, is these are areas and things that, as a patron coming to a show, you would not be exposed to. No. You would not see. So you're getting the true kind of behind the scenes, see how it all works, see, you know, some of the um, interesting, quirky things, and, and learn even about some of um, the theatrical lore that exists with theaters. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it, there's such a history to this theater that's absolutely mind-boggling. Now, getting back to the course, uh, uh, the first one is a slideshow, then the tour that I do, uh, then Dave Flowers, a good friend of mine who's our uh, production manager yes. will give a tour upstairs in the flyway now the flyway is an area over the stage that's actually seven stories high and, and that's the place i have not been oh you should go up there it's quite don't wear I, high heels I'm a little height um verse but maybe one of these days yeah, don't wear high heels um we have a lot of our people who come up and enjoy it and then actually go up further up to the top or top level uh -huh. and and dave puts on a very good presentation and 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 it is and i'm being facetious and if somebody just didn't felt they didn't want to do that that would be okay too correct yeah. yes. now no they don't have to if they don't want to um then we have a uh, presentation with frank tavera our our coo our uh entrepreneur uh, you might say uh the top dog of the palace the boss <laughs> Uh, he will give a talk with either you yep. or someone else on the staff, mm -hmm. explain how the theater works, uh, the how the industry. shows come, the whole bit. Yep. And we also do a sit-in of a movie uh, or a show that's coming, and I believe this year it may be... Uh, it's, um, I believe it's The Illusion, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right. Um, what yes. I mean by that is uh, we, we sit up in the balcony, uh, and it's called a mezzanine, now what's the balcony? And uh, we will watch them load the stage, uh, build the sets, and the whole bit. It's, it's extremely interesting. It is very interesting, exciting, because, I mean, again, this is not something you would ordinarily be exposed to. And it really, it really kind of gives you um, the backstage feel. Also, um, what's really involved in, you know, putting on a show? In our case, we're bringing in shows. We're not actually creating them because we're a presenting house. But still, there's so much involved that of course the the public doesn't know and nor nor should they because i mean that's the magic of being a patron and getting to kind of relax and be entertained but it's very interesting to just get that information and know what's really involved a lot of people say well what do you do you know what's how hard is what you do there and uh, if they only had a clue there's so much so many pieces that go into making what we offer and what we present a reality true uh for example the great successful show we had uh last november phantom of the opera um people didn't realize that we had to do extensive steel work at the ceiling to support not only the chandelier right. but uh parts of the stage and actually as strong as our stage was reinforcing the stage underneath for a twenty thousand pound uh set so there's so much that goes on behind the scenes people really don't realize that That's but right. you know so uh, it would be nice to someday do a presentation on how this stuff works. Well, that's an idea. And, you know, if you're listening and we're talking to Lou Belosi, the Palace Theater's historian, and uh, he's going to be offering, again, a five-week class at the Palace. And we actually gave it a name, the Palace Theater, the myths behind the legend or something like that's that. That's correct. Right. <laughs> the myths and the legends. And um, if you're listening and would in, be at all interested, give our box office a call, um, 203 346 
2006-2000, or you can also register for the class, um, and it is actually by being an OLLI member, you get a discount. It's a little less expensive um, to, to uh, register for the class through OLLI, and um, you can find OLLI online at um, OLLI.edu. And um, Lou, it's been a pleasure to have you with us this morning to talk about um, oh, OLLI.UConn.edu. Thank you very much, Johnny. That's what I love having backup people. Thank you so much. And as I said, it's a little bit of a discount if you're an OLLI member and want to register for the class through OLLI. So, Lou, we're looking forward to once again having a full class. The class books up quickly. So if you're listening, um, don't hesitate. Uh, sign up uh, quickly so you don't, you're not disappointed. We actually have people from our last class that are on a waiting list. So they will be obviously called to see if they're still interested. Lou, I love having you uh, as a friend. I love having you as a colleague. Same here, Sherry. You're a very good friend, and I really appreciate that. And uh, looking forward to the new class, which starts in October. Yeah. Also, I'd like to add that we have a class that's scheduled for spring of 2019. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll have you back for your palace, your place. And right now, we have to take a break, and we're going to come back uh, in about two minutes. So, Lou, thank you. And uh, continue listening. Hope you're enjoying the program, the live broadcast from the Osier Lifelong Learning Institute. Institute's open house here at Yukon Waterbury, and we'll be right back. Your palace, your and we are back with your palace, your place, and I'm here, your host, Sherry Marcucci, for the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut, and we're broadcasting live today from the open house at the Osier Lifelong Learning Institute on the camp Waterbury campus of UConn, and we are excited to be here. There's so much going around, people coming down for the um, uh, Ali Open House to hear about all the programs, and for those who may have missed... Um, um, Fiona DeMerrill, the director of Ali, a little bit earlier this morning in our broadcast. Ali is a program for people 50 plus who are interested in just continuing to blossom, grow, learn, and be vital. And the reason I wanted to be here today is just that because the Palace Theater in Waterbury is debuting a brand new series this fall called Second Act. And for those of you who are followers of our program, Your Palace, Your Place, you may remember that last winter we had as a guest in the first uh, inaugural segment we called Second Act, we had a woman who I was so delighted and enamored to meet back last fall. Nancy Schuler is here with us this morning. And Nancy, I am so excited to have you back here. Oh, Sherry, it's always great to see you. Well, I'm really happy to be back. Well, you know what, Nancy, and I, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding, okay? I'm not kidding when I say this because you are the inspiration for Second Act. The, 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 not only the segment on the radio program, but the, uh, the series that we're rolling out that I am so excited about. So let me tell our listeners a little bit about why you're the inspiration. I met Nancy last fall at an event at the Mattertech Museum, as a matter of fact. And when she began to tell me, we just started chatting, she and her husband, Ed, and uh, she told me her story about how she had gone from being a personal trainer for 30 years, and now she was writing plays and acting and taking acting classes and getting commercial work and I thought well I've got to have her on our radio show and so we had you on and I think the rest is kind of history because after that program I started thinking my wheels were turning and I said there is more to this this second act there's lots of people with second acts and I want to talk to them and I want them to share their stories so I talked to my boss Frank Tavera and I said you know I think we can do something with this concept. And he said, okay, well, let's put something together. Let's see if we can get some support. So we went to our, our local foundation, the Connecticut Community Foundation, which we adore and love and thank them for their support. I knew they had an interest in vital aging.
aging and things to keep seniors engaged. And uh, so that was a perfect marriage. And um, we began to curate and put together. And of course, Nancy, you were our first person that I reached out to, oh, like, will wow. you be a part of this series? So Nancy, I, I don't want to babble on. I want to get back and talk a little bit, but I want to talk about you. How did you go, and without giving away your whole presentation, which, by the way, will be in December, November, 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 10th. November 10th, how did you go from being a personal trainer to all of a sudden you're writing plays? Well, you know, it, it was by accident, and then it wasn't by accident. You know, I wrote, kept a journal. I've been writing since I was a little kid, but just... For me. Okay. And then being here at Ollie one day, uh, Shakespearean's Productions, a a theater company here in Waterbury, they were thinking about writing a play about the neighborhoods in Waterbury. They wanted a collaboration with middle school kids and seniors and, Mm -hmm. whoa, they're like talking right to me. It's like, yeah, I can write about the neighborhoods in Waterbury. I wrote, I grew up and in you're Waterbury. Right. You're from here. So uh, I wrote a piece and they liked it. I started performing. You know, when I, when I retired, I thought I, I started taking up like ballet and fencing, horseback riding. And I, I was looking for something. I still like all of those things, but it really is the writing and the acting. I got up on that stage and you were home. I arrived. Yeah, exactly. I loved every minute of it. I still love every second of it. And I spend every day now writing, rehearsing, sending out scripts, sending out my resume. Auditioning. Auditioning. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I wish you could see Nancy, and, and, and you'll get the chance when you come to her presentation for Second Act on November 10th, because Nancy, there's something about you, Nancy. She... She's beautiful, but you have that inner something that draws Thank people you. in, and um, and I just I've been, had the pleasure of seeing you perform now a couple of times, and uh, I am just blown away. And also, I'm blown away by your clever writing, and you have put together. And I'm thinking of that piece, the <laughs> little she. she you said it was naughty. It's not naughty. It's just very cleverly written. And I said, wow, you really have it all going on here, girlfriend. Well, I wrote that piece. It has a lot of sexual innuendos and double entendre. And I didn't feel like I could really do it at my local library. So my husband and I, we did it in New York. And they were saying things like, um, how cute you are. Wasn't that adorable? I'm thinking... No. It was tame. I mean, no, it was edgy, but uh, obviously it wasn't. Well, it was very cleverly done. And so that just, you know, underscored for me your ability to write and um, capture, you know, something. Because that's not easy to do. I love the comedy. I I just love writing comedy. I've I've written a lot of serious pieces. But um, I'm I'm just having, you know, in second acts, I'm going to be 70, like, in a moment. And second acts just don't start when you're 69. I mean, they can start at 40, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Absolutely. And if I inspired this, I'm sure that this whole program is going to really inspire people. I I think you're right, Nancy, because I think we all just need a little encouragement along the way. Yeah. And that's some role models. And, and, um, you know, if you if she can do that, I think this thing yeah. I'm interested in, I think, gosh darn it, I can do it too. Yeah, yeah. And, a um, little bit of luck. I've had some luck lately, and uh, that's helped. But I have to say, um, at 69, I'm having the best time I have ever had in my life. <laughs> well, Don't let my daughter hear that. I didn't really say that. Being, yeah, watching her grow up was That was one. nice, too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's your time now. It's your yeah. time to shine. Yeah. And um, and you sure do. Yeah. You have a shine like oh, nobody's business. And so talk a little bit about... Um, you know, what people can expect when they see your presentation without giving away the content. But what what are you thinking um, you're going to be uh, sharing with our audience? And by the way, let me just give a little framework. The second act format is um, uh, the evening performances start at 6 and or the evening presentations start at 6. There's a little light fair for dinner and then uh, the presentation and then some question and answers, you know, Q&A with the audience. 
And then Nancy's is actually a lunchtime on a Saturday, and we wanted to just you know, test that and see if people are interested in doing something different with their Saturday afternoon. So that'll start at noon with a light lunch. And I, when I tell you these presentations, this series is so affordably priced. And again, I want to thank the reason for that is the Connecticut Community Foundation support um, to get it off the ground, and also Peak Physical Therapy in Waterbury on Chase Avenue, which is one of our sponsors, has just signed on uh, about a month ago to support the endeavor because everybody, uh, all the people that have supported it, who have become sponsors, believe in the concept that, you know, age is just a number and it's how vital and engaged you stay and that's what second act is about oh, yeah. second act is you know hearing somebody else's story and being inspired educated uh, amused uh, entertained um, all those things and saying you know what I like that that's for me and and you know what even if you don't have an aspiration for a particular thing in your second act, you'll enjoy hearing these stories because it is based in entertainment on, on a certain level. So what can people expect, Nancy? Well, you know, um, it, it's like this was written for me, like I woke up and said, let's do something just for Nancy. That's how I feel about it. I'm going to be, first of all, at the Palace Theater. Mm -hmm. Don't get much better than that. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about growing up in Waterbury, which I love. I grew up in the north end of Waterbury, and it's my heart is still there. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to be talking about what I'm doing now. Okay, me, me, me. Um, I <laughs> hope you're a fascinating me. Well, thank you. And uh, I will do a couple of presentations. I'll have to do monologues because to do a play, I'm going to have to call up that guy over there, my husband, and it's not about him. This is about <laughs> me. So, uh, so, so it's just going to yeah. be about me. Oh, yeah. And um, I'll, I'm going to talk a lot about Waterbury and yeah. growing up and how that got into my blood and how I started writing as a little kid and how it all evolved. So, and, 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 you know, I do have to give a shout out to, it's not just about you really. And I know you're being <laughs> facetious because your husband, Ed, is such a supporter. Oh. And I've seen him help you and be kind of a character in some of your pieces. Oh, yes. But his eyes sparkle so much when he talks about you. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing to, to just witness. And uh, so you, you, the two of you together are so, um, you know, you're all about what it means to live life fully. I know you travel extensively, and not everybody can maybe do that or have right. the resources to do that, but you, you're, again, you're sharing, like, but you can do this, or and that's what's the key message, Make, giving people that hope. And I joked earlier before we went on the air that today when you do read the obituaries in the, you know, in your daily paper, online, whatever, and, you know, I see more and more and more people who are living 102, 110. And I'm like, if you can get through the 60s, because there seemed to be a plot, you're golden, you're going to, and you want to live it fully. No, none of us want to live a life where, uh, and, you know, granted, health is certainly that precious gift, and sometimes there's n there's surprises in life for, for all of us in that regard. But if you can, while you can, live life to the just the fullest, it just enriches you, but it also enriches other people. And isn't that why we're really all here? I think so, yeah. We support yeah. each other. And if you're yeah. helping someone else, you're really helping yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it bounces back. Absolutely. Yeah. And Nancy, so I, I chuckle because I see you a lot. And, and I'm seeing lots of my dear friends. Joyce the Caesar is here. <laughs> Good morning. And um, Joyce actually came in and yeah. to your home. You invited us and we yeah. saw you perform. And that was just such a treat. <laughs> But I want to ask you, so when you started writing, you started getting invitations from places like the New York Public Library to perform, and, and then you decided, I guess, and I don't know, I'm asking you, because I know you take acting class, so how did that all happen? And and that must be a hoot being in New York and a New York acting class. Well, uh, in the classes, I'm um, the oldest one by... I don't know, 45 years. Everybody's in their 20s. Everybody's just starting their career. I'm just starting my career so we can bond. Yeah. And 
that's fun. I mean, they're all doing uh, in rehearsals in the classes. They're doing things from these sitcoms, bridesmaids, and so hard for them to find roles for me to do in class. They'd give me a lot of, uh, you know, the Devil Wears Prada kind of role, Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah, yeah. But you've oh, heard it before. There aren't a lot of roles for older women. Um, but you're going to write them, Nancy. I am right. I just you, you finished another. Uh, I'm going to be doing a play at the Litchfield Library. We are a new breed, and we're going to be heard, and we're going to be vital and engaged. And you know what? We're not going to be invisible. And I think that more than anything is really, um, there's going to be quite a, a tide turning. And let's face it, if you live in Connecticut, which we do, um, we are a gray state. And gray is the new silver foxes. There you go. <laughs> so I, 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 I think, you know, we're... We're a force to be reckoned with. And uh, so, Nancy, I'm going to uh, uh, switch gears. Um, we're going to take uh, a break for the news in about two minutes. But before we do that, for those of you who have been listening or are just tuning in, I want to um, let you know that you're listening to Your Palace, Your Place, a production of the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. And we're here today broadcasting live from the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at uh, UConn Waterbury. And it's the open house for Ollie's uh, fall semester. So if you're saying, ah, I'd like to know more information about that um, or, uh, you know, looking to take some of those classes, come on down. We're at 99 East Main Street. It's not too late to participate and uh, see what it's all about. The keynote speaker, I think, is just getting ready to start called um, Just Disrupt Aging, and that is uh, Erica Michalowski Tia Murphy and Betty Bajak from AARP. So that sounds like that's the new um, buzzword, disrupted aging. You're going to start hearing a lot more about that because we want to change the uh, concept, change the perception of what people think when they hear you're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 or more. And uh, and we're seeing more and more of that. We also, I want to remind you that um, you're listening again to Your Palace, Your Place from the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. And please go to our website. We have some wonderful programs. We have such a hot fall coming up. And one big announcement that is going to be made uh, next week, we're hoping it's going to be made. And um, you are going to be blown away to hear who's coming to Waterbury, to the Palace Theater in Waterbury. Very excited about that. We've just announced, we went on, goes on sale in about 30 seconds, um, the Legends of Country Rock with Pure Prairie League, Firefall, and Poco. And that's exciting. For those of you who grew up in the 70s, coming to concerts at the Palace Theater, that means something to you. We have, um, oh, uh, who do we have coming? Um, <laughs> we have so many people, I can't think of them, but lots. Go to our website, palacetheaterct.org, and Alice Cooper, that's who I was trying to think of. And, um, okay, we have two minutes. So I, we have so many things happening. And, of course, our wonderful Broadway series, uh, Webster Broadway series, that kicks off with the Illusionist live from Broadway in October. We are going to be very busy at the Palace Theater, and I hope you'll all be a part of it because you won't regret it. And we're going to be back in about uh, a minute. We're going to be back. We're going to still talk for a few minutes. We've got news coming up next. And then we're going to be back to talk to two more of our presenters that will be in our new series, Second Act. So stay tuned. We're 
back with our final uh, segment here this morning of Your Palace, Your Place, broadcasting live from UConn Waterbury, the Osier Lifelong Learning Institute's open house. And I am so um, just... I'm just so gratified and, and, and um, thrilled to have with me right now two of our nine presenters for the new series we talked about earlier with Nancy Schuler, who is the inspiration, and she'll be one of the presenters. But t right now next to me, I have two wonderful guys who um, represent uh, two art forms. One is a musician, and one is an author. And uh, um, so I'm proud to introduce to you Tom the Soup Force. Good morning. Good morning. And Eric Lanzieri. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. And Tom is hails from the Old Saybrook. He's down in the Old, old Saybrook, lives right. down there right now. And Eric from Wolcott. And Eric and I actually, uh, I, I grew up in Wolcott and uh, know his siblings. And uh, so we had that shared connection. But they're both going to be presenters offering their unique perspective of something they've done in their second acts of life. Tom, let's talk a first um, with you. You were the first person actually after Nancy that I um, asked to be a part of this and you were referred by somebody and if you're a listener to the program you you heard uh, Jade Stoltz on recently who is the executive director of the Jewish Federation of Western Connecticut and uh, Jade uh, Jade's husband is a musician and he and Tom play together and so she referred Tom and Tom I know you are going to be one heck of a opening act for our second act program. Your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> well, your your presentation, you you've you've entitled it what? You've entitled your presentation from the Board. boardroom to the board bandstand. Correct. Now, what what is that about? What is your story? Without giving all the details, because sure. we want people to come. Right. Well, the details will change as I get closer, you know. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> I used to be a corporate executive, and uh, I did that for 25 years and always had a plan to... Um, stop the minute I paid my last three kids uh, tuition and I did literally the day we paid the last two tuition payments I called uh, the president of the company and I said listen I'm gonna give you six months notice Wow yeah now you worked for a big media company I just, did so yeah I did yeah. okay and had lots of responsibilities and yes I did <laughs> traveled <laughs> constantly and you, well, you're still doing that. Uh, right. You're going to hear about that in a minute. But, a little different now. But you took kind of a circuitous route to the boardroom, too. Right. And so you're going to share some of that in your story and how you started out teaching, I believe. Uh, actually, I, I started out as a uh, road musician right out of college. Okay. And then uh, I quit after several years because I decided I needed to uh, get into the straight world, as I thought. And oh, I, I thought you were going to say you needed to eat. No, I, I was eating. In those okay. days, I, I made a lot of money. Okay. And then uh, I went back and got my master's in education and became an elementary school teacher. Wow. And I did that for five years, quit told my wife I was going into the business world and she said uh, do you have any experience <laughs> and I did that and uh, you know 25 years later I quit and now here I am a, a musician Wow and you know I think you speak to the heart that your story is at the heart of what second act is about as was you know Nancy's who we um, heard from earlier and that is that you knew all along you had a passion for something and you are a musician and your soul correct I, I always ha always had the plan and I wasn't unhappy or anything I love my corporate job actually I miss some of the perks honestly <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I always had the plan to do this at the right time. And, you know, I like your story because, and everybody's story is different, and it, and it does not mean, and you and I had discussed this on the phone, it does not mean that if you don't have a long-term plan like Tom that you can't, pursue your your passions but in your case you and your wife were like in sync and had a shared vision crucial it was crucial you have yeah. to have someone who if, if you're in a relationship who actually buys into the vision yeah otherwise yeah. 
<laughs> the marriage won't last. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. But um, you're very fortunate. You picked well. You're, you and your wife, I guess, or she picked you. 40, I'm not sure. 43 years. Wow. S- same uh, woman, by the way. That's, uh, I know. And Usually it, people ask me, how many women is that? <laughs> Five, six well, you know, I think you you are fortunate, and so is she. From what I, you know, just meeting you um, briefly, but um, so now you began this um, reentry, if you will, into into the music business. At what age? Well, I, I understand. Roughly. Understand, I was always playing. I literally yes. would be in a boardroom in Atlanta, going, "Oh my God, I got to get back to a smoky blues club," you know. Okay. I, I, I was always playing. Okay. So that it wasn't like I just started, but I'm literally heading on to my tenth anniversary in December. Wow. Of um, wow. Of, of stopping work, yeah. Wow, and and doing and you're working your passion now. Right. And yeah, people ask me how long I've been off. I'm thinking, what? I got four hours sleep last night. You know, it's a. I'm more. I'm not quite as busy as a corporate executive, but pretty busy. Well, um, considering the fact that after your presentation on September 17th, uh, uh, kicking off our second act series, you're headed off to uh, do a, a, a tour in China. Correct. I got. Uh, I'll be in there. Uh, I'll be in. I, I have. Uh, Several shows in L.A. and then I head. It's it's just luck. I'm I'm heading from L.A. to China for a month. Wow. Yeah, two two times I'm doing it, but the, there's a month and then about three months off and then I go back. Wow, wow. And you know, it makes me think that your passion is fueling your vitality, your energy, your you know, because all that you know activity you would think would make someone exhausted and and maybe on some levels, but um. You you get up and you're doing what you love. Yeah, I, I agree with that. How how wonderful is that? Now I want to switch gears for a second and um, introduce Eric Lanzieri formally and welcome him again. Thank you. You're welcome. And Eric, your story is a little bit different. And um, so you you had a desire to know about your family history. So tell our listeners a little bit about how you you know that kind of uh, was the impetus for a story for Louise, the book you wrote about your grandmother. Since I was growing up, I was fascinated by the story of a return trip that my grandmother made to to her hometown in Italy, which she left when she was 16. Uh, And when I was uh, 31 years old, I succeeded uh, in finding our relatives uh, in Italy, and the book essentially deals with all the coincidences that came together in exactly the right ways for me to be able to do that. Uh, Not the least of which was to have heard all the stories growing up, uh, and also not the least of which was being able to speak the language. Uh, And the book uh, is clear about the fact that I went there and just spoke to enough people until finally somebody brought brought me to the home of my relatives. And we had a wonderful rapport, and uh, the more I visited, the more cousins I met, uh, and finally succeeded in finding members of my grandfather's family, which happened to be only from the next town. Oh. Uh, as far as second act, uh, the part of this whole endeavor that landed after my 50th birthday was the writing of the book. Okay. I had never envisioned writing a book to, to put all these events into a written form, uh, but I, I had lunch with two old college classmates of mine whom I had not seen for some 30 years. Oh. And we all shared stories of what was the most interesting thing that had happened to us in the intervening time. When they heard uh, my story about finding my relatives, they said it should be turned into a book. Oh. And both of them were published authors, uh, so I took them seriously. And by the time I came home on the commuter train that day to Connecticut, I had decided to, to write it. Isn't so it that's took a me. Story. It is. It took me about a month or a month and a half to write the first draft, and I continued to edit it and change a few things here and there. And then I self-published it through Lulu Publishing Okay. last year. Uh, cre- I had somebody create a very nice website for me okay. with a lot of information about the book. And just a few months ago, the Italian language version of it became available. Uh, I had someone, tr- I had an agency translated. I'm not, I'm not that good <laughs> at the language. I couldn't do that myself. Uh, but that's now available in Italy. and. 
I'm engaged in trying to promote it here and in Italy. Wow. You know what I like about your story is that, you know, you, you found that information and, and it sat for a while, but it was the inspiration and support of your friends that, you know, really uh, gave you the, um, I don't want to say courage, but gave you the kind of kick in the pants to, to do something else with it besides for your own or your own family's benefit. That's true. I had written, I had done a lot of writing in my career and my education prior. Right, you're a lawyer, by the way, I should have said that, yes. right? You're, and you, you actually teach. I teach, teach now part-time at uh, Naugatuck Valley Community College. Okay, okay. I'm not in practice. I tell people I'm in recovery. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I had done a lot of writing in my education and in my career, but I had never written anything that someone was supposed to read and enjoy. And so that made the book different for me. Uh, and I think it's an interesting book for someone to read who's interested in planning uh, on how to find their own relatives from another country. And I agree with you because I, and you were so generous to share with me your book and I, I enjoyed reading it and um, it does d definitely give you some ideas and it's almost like, and we've heard this probably, and I know with the advent of Ancestry.com and all those web, you know, abilities to find people, but it really is like being a detective and you have to sort of be um, persistent yes. and every little lead can lead you somewhere else. That's true. I had the advantage of knowing the language, and I had the advantage of having a grandparent uh, who had visited uh, the place uh, in 1946, which is still within the memory of people uh, living there at the time when I searched in 1994. How exciting. I mean, for you, when you stumbled on like that, that one connection and then the next connection, like it's like finding, uh, you know, I don't know, the, I don't know, some special Eureka, Blarney Stone, something that you go, oh my gosh, you know, this is wonderful. It was amazing because the first relative whom I met was uh, in his late 60s when I met him. And the moment he stepped out of his front door, uh, I, I knew I was related to him. Uh, he, fr he, he resembled my father. Isn't uh, he, that something? He was, had the same, he was the same uh, copper coloring, <laughs> uh, had the same manner of speech, the same accent. So you had that aha moment. I did. Wow. And we spoke to one another for a few minutes before he realized uh, that I knew the other side of the same story that he remembered from this aunt of his that had visited. And after we spoke to one another for a few minutes, he said to me, how did you know this aunt of mine in the United States? And I said, she was my grandmother. Oh, and he just, oh, he just wow. went crazy. I got chills. He just went crazy. Yeah. He called his wife outside. He pointed to me and he said, he was crying by oh. this time. He said, do you know who this is? Oh. And she looked at me and said, no, <laughs> which was kind of funny. But uh, as I said, I've been lucky enough to visit regularly ever since then and wow. met a, a large number of relatives. That's that's great. And, you know, to find, you know, people so welcoming, and I know Italians are pretty welcoming, especially in Italy, mm -hmm. you know, when they find, I, I know friends that have, you know, gone to visit relatives and things, and they treat you like you're the returning warrior from the, you know, war. So um, that's a that's a wonderful feeling. I, I can see that. We have, what, three minutes left, Johnny, about, and, uh, or four minutes. And my watch is like doing tricks on me today <laughs> but I, I am so um, enjoying talking to both of you and I hope that this um, excitement and uh, is being uh, relayed to our listeners because life is for living I think second act the series is all about that concept continue to be vital continue to stay engaged do those things that you've put off because you know what tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So, you know, what are we waiting for? Whether it's um, doing something like Tom and Eric are doing or Nancy's doing or whether it's something very simple. Maybe it's reaching out to be with somebody who you haven't seen in a long time and you keep saying, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. I mean, that's that second act is all about like making your second act 
live right now, right here uh, in the present time. So we are coming up to where we need to say goodbye, actually, right? Or we need to take a break. We can take a break. We're taking a break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back to wrap up with your palace, your place. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast today. It's been a pleasure. You want to say, say yes. September 20th, uh, I mean Saturday. Tomorrow. At Wolcott Hill, Wolcott uh, Fair. I'm going to pass out some of these brochures uh, thanks to Andy Morrison and the Wing Agency. All right. Tom's per Performing tomorrow at the Wolcott County yeah, Fair. So Hall of Fame show. come and see him. He's a who. You're going to enjoy him. He's talented. And we'll be back right after this break. Thanks. And we are back for our wrap-up from Your Palace, Your Place, live broadcast at uh, the Ali Open House here at Yukon Waterbury. It's been a blast. I I just I want to thank Fiona DeMero for allowing us to be here. And I want to thank our guests from Second Act. And the, I was just talking before the break to... Um, um, both Eric Lanzieri and Tom the Suit Forest, and I do want to give you their websites in case you you know want to reach out or want more information. A Story for Louise by Eric Lanzieri. You can reach at a Story for Louise dot com. Uh, and Tom the Suit Forest, who's our first presenter, September seventeenth for the second act series, is Tom the Suit. Forced, F-O-R-S-T dot com. If you want to hear some of his music, you can uh, download, I think, a, a little piece of that. This hour and a half has gone by so quickly, I can't believe it. And we are just pleased as, as, as can be to be here in our community, the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut, presenting not only main stage acts, um, a full roster. Go to our website, palacetherct.org, to find out. We have a major announcement coming next week about a, an act that's been booked, and we'll uh, stay tuned for more of that. And um, our second act series is just going to, I know, be a huge hit. And if you're looking for things to do this fall, uh, please check out uh, the OLLI program at uh, UConn Waterbury. I think I've covered all the bases, and I want thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of Your Palace, Your Place. We'll be back in two weeks, and um, now you can stay tuned for Talk of the Town coming up next. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace.